What's up everyone? I hope you're having an amazing relationship with me. For those of you who are new here, this is the 24 and that's 20 with no E. And on this podcast, we talk about how to live a successful and fulfilled life. Once again, a massive thank you for all the support. It means a lot to us that we mean something to you. Find us on Instagram at 20pod. And without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. It doesn't mean just because you're hustling. You can only just work flat out. Nobody can hear from you for six months. You don't work like that. But you can actually incorporate into your day, but you have to build it as a habit. Mm-hmm. Like build it as a habit systematically that every single day I'm going to have this time for, let's say, my friend or going to have this time for my family. And it actually works when you put your mind to it because where there's a hole, there's a way. Yeah. You know, by fire or by force, you're going to make it happen if you really want it. So, yeah, yeah man. I think in the long term it makes you more productive. Way more productive because you're charging yourself up. Yeah. You're charging yourself up. So it's like yeah. you're only going to make yourself perform at a more optimum level. 100%. Because so. I feel like even for me, because I'm, I'm quite introverted, so I don't really like socializing teams. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> even yeah. though I do this. Yeah, like, I, I enjoy this. I like being yeah. in small groups. Isn't it? No, that makes um, sense though. That yeah, makes yeah. everybody to then Yeah, so being in social spaces drains me. Mm. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it drains me yeah. very, very quickly. But even still, I realised that, that, especially over COVID and stuff, mm. that being isolated is Again, it has its own negative effects. Yeah, it has its own negative effects that yeah. even after that, um, I realised that. To touch more on that, what do you mean by drains you? Which way? What, socialising? Yeah, you mean like in terms of like nerves or... Yeah, like social, yeah, like social anxiety. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, just yeah. like, but even just being introverted, like I like being by myself. Like, oh, okay, okay. Mm. So when I'm out and I'm in big groups and stuff, yeah. oh, that is <laughs> for me. It's training for me. You know, I always... To be honest with you, I used to be a lot more shy anyway really? before. But when I started to think more about integrating more with, you know, a larger set of people, mm-hmm. like I went to a Nottingham event. The Gen Z Club held basically yeah, an yeah. event. Shout out to them. They held an event back in October. And I went there alone. Alone. No, I knew nobody. Nobody knew me. Yeah. But I was thinking about the opportunities I could get yeah. from being in a large group of people at once. Mm-hmm. Like, and then from then, it just starts to compound a little bit more. Yeah. You start being maybe a little bit more willing to maybe mm. be in larger groups but obviously everybody has their own personality as long as you, you don't let it hinder you from certain things yeah. then exactly. it's alright it's about being aware at the end of the day it's like once, once you know yourself you can like you know the negative parts of so if you, if you are introverted you know it can maybe force you to be a bit too um, um, like by yourself too much mm. so then you know, okay, you've got to force yourself to do certain yeah, things. And, like and even this whole business again, it's about people, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. People oh, need yeah. opportunities, knowledge, yeah. money, connections. So people is like the most important asset anyways. Yeah. I think. Exactly. But I think it was like me realising that I was introverted and even during COVID and stuff, like being isolated and not socialising as much as I could. Yeah. COVID made that even worse. Yeah. I was like, but I realised though, but taking that time to talk to people throughout the day, throughout the week, like it just... Boost your energy you know, way more. Sometimes it just helps you re-energize. Like when you can just talk to people about seeing another stuff face. Un- un- like I remember when we first, remember when we first start talking. That first call was amazing. Yeah. Like and it just lights up your day. Like especially when you had a long day, seeing that other face to kind of yeah. freshen you up a little bit, bro. People is it's all about people, bro. Yeah. I mean, you guys are gonna get to know Josh over this episode, but Josh has a lot of energy, and um, yeah, and a very positive personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, bro. Thank you. Now, would you describe yourself as extroverted? Um, oh, how, would you, how would you describe yourself? Well? Um, well, how would you define an extrovert first? Maybe a bit more outgoing, right? Outgoing, but also mm-hmm. like I was mentioning before, like you kind of get your energy from being with around other people. Okay. So you enjoy being around other people. That's how you get energized. I think so. 
I think so, yeah. I think I never was always like that, but okay, I well, think wait, so like, a good question to kind of guide you is like um, yeah. after a long day of work, yeah. do you wanna go chill with your with your Yeah, I would like friends, to deal with people. Or would you wanna go to uh, room and be by yourself? No, 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 never. Exactly. Never. Yeah, that, that's yeah, I would need people, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, extra yeah, I, I guess I can put it that way. I guess it's mainly because of the fact that I just know the benefit yeah. of like, because let's say me, I've worked all day, um, my battery's drained theoretically, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe my sister, like maybe she's been chilling all day. Mm-hmm. So when I talk to her, I'll see her like, because of her battery life is still high. Yeah. It, it makes me, it stimulates me again. Yeah. She's got jokes to kind of give me. She's got things to say, or my dad or my mom or whoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely say, if we're going along that definition, I'm more extra but I think it's been a process over time, though. Think so. Yeah, especially ever since I opened my business as well. I meet more people a lot more regularly. Mm-hmm. So then I'm getting used to the whole routine of like, you know, you meet this person, you learn more about them. They also learn a bit about you. Mm-hmm. You click, you bond, you vibe, and then something, something great starts from there. I definitely say it's happened over time, mm-hmm. particularly from when I started my business as well. Because yeah. before that, I probably could be a lot more introverted. Um, but yeah, like I said, man, it's not a problem being maybe more introverted than others but the main important thing is is like as long as you don't let it hinder you yeah and certain opportunities like you know okay this person has got this opportunity this connection all i need to do is dm that person but i'm too scared mm. because i'm then it's wrong yeah then nah that's not good you're letting that, you're letting you're, you're letting, letting, you're letting you yourself get yeah. nah it's not good but if you can yeah all right maybe you're more introverted than others and that's fine but when you know it's like a do or die like i should do this or not you do it you still put yourself out then you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. I think. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I know this this will come out the wrong way, but I mean, like, look at me, like, yeah. I'm introverted, and I'm doing this, right? Exactly. And this is like, it's tough sometimes, like, yeah, I'm just talking to people yeah. and like being in some spaces like that, but mm. you know, but I'm getting used to it. Well, same, yeah, same. one percent every day. Yeah, exactly. You just naturally get exactly. better, right? And, and and similar to you, like, it was like it's been a process. Like, even when I was in, still in university, like, I'll be going to like, conferences by myself. Okay. Wow, you know it's character building though. It to talk to people. People actually need to know that. Like, yeah. it's one thing to go to a networking because if I went to a networking event, let's say with you, right? Not that it would be a bad thing, but because I know I have you next to me, I would kind of use you to be my main company for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because I went to that networking event alone, it's like I I've actually burned fuel to get here first because it was outside the city, only in Leicester. I burned fuel to get here. And I'm alone, like, I have to talk to someone. Yeah. Like, I'm not spending 30 pounds on fuel to go home with no connection, no way. So going to networking events alone is so character building. Like, it forces you to just break the ice. Just mm. break the ice with your man to your next or your lady to your right. Just yeah. talk, you know. And from then, you really don't know, like, where it can lead to because from that same networking event, that's where most of my clients came from, believe it or not. Mm. That's where most people saw me and started to know more about who I am and what I do. So, yeah, man, um, it's character building sometimes when you put yourself out there, sometimes alone. Not that it's a bad thing to go with people, but um, don't use that to ride on it and then, you know, limit yourself from meeting new people as well. Mm. Come out of your comfort zone, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. Come out of your comfort zone. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Yeah, it's very important putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And like you say, it's, it's all about people, isn't it? At the end of the day. Literally all about people, bro, like. I always say that I think the most important asset you can ever invest in your life more than whether it's watches or property or cryptocurrency is people. People is number zero. Because number zero comes number before zero. one. So priority <laughs> number real, zero. Real inv- engineer right yeah. <laughs> so invest in people first and then everything else comes up. Welcome back everyone to the 20 pod. 
Today I'm with Josh. Josh is a talented software engineer. He's also the founder of CodeSuite and which is a coding education business. Today we'll be talking about all things to do with um, his business and also as we usually do um, mission and impact. There's a lot to get off the chest, there's a lot to talk about. There's always something to talk about, always something new to just you know share to the world and especially when it comes to mission. Oh my goodness, like yeah. that is lack of mission is the killer for most of these businesses. Ooh. I'm not even joking. So people actually need to know what your business needs to be connected to for it to succeed. Mm. Is a mission. Yeah. Is a mission because a mission, yeah, it makes you feel needed. Mm. You know when you wake up in the morning and then you actually feel like, you know, if I keep sleeping, somebody out there is going to want me to wake up mm. because they need me to say that one video on that reel or they want me to write that one comment on LinkedIn. You feel accountable yeah. to somebody who's not even in direct contact with you. That's what mission means to me. I think that you actually feel like if I wake in the morning and I go back to sleep, someone is indirectly keeping me accountable mm -hmm. to keep going. Now, like I explained, lack of mission is what killed most of these businesses because you don't feel like there's somebody there who you need to serve with your business or service. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the problem, I think. I feel like a lot of people need to know that. Like Obviously, all of us are still learning and growing every day. Like None of us have arrived yet, mm -hmm. but at least have the idea of what it should be based on for it to kind of propel to where it needs to go. I think that's so key to success in the entrepreneurial world. Bro, it's nuts, you know. You said the, you said the word, like, this guy is just coming. He's, he's just <laughs> taking just, over. This it's important though, like, that, that's, that's, that's literally <laughs> it. Like, that, that's like, it's, that's essentially everything that I'm trying to push out into the world through yeah. this podcast. It's essentially just that. Your mission is your direction. Your mission is your direction. And without so, direction, it's going to be very, yeah, it's like, very tough. And just like, think about it. Imagine driving the mobile with no sign up. Where are you going? Bro? Exactly. Like, where are you, you going? going? You need to know where you're so, going. And like, yeah. the, a really good analogy that I've heard is like, even there's Ali Abdel, the doctor content creator. Mm, yeah, man. He said um, that sometimes he would just go for like, he wanted to go for a drive and just go anywhere. And like, it was kind of one of them ones where you just want to clear your head and just go on a drive. Yeah, yeah. He got in his car, he didn't know where to go. And he was like, oh, what do I do now? Do and he do? was like, even if you want to go anywhere, you don't care where you're going to go, you just put in a random McDonald's location somewhere and mm -hmm. just went there because they gave him direction to go direction somewhere. To go somewhere. Like, even if like you don't end up there, you might take a left somewhere and, else. Yeah, else or he's 10 metres away around the corner. Exactly. And to be honest, when you think about it in business terms, right, you're aiming to impact you know, 3,000 people. It keeps you kind of driven every single day. And even if you don't get there, maybe you only impact 2,000. But that's a lot of people. Exactly. Can you imagine a hall with 2,000 people sat in front of you? That's a lot. You know, but if I can impact 10 people, that's great. Whoa. That's great to me. So, yeah, mission yeah. is definitely direction on a motor. Yeah. I'll definitely say. For so, so important. But yeah, so I like what you said as well, like, in terms of it being, um, in terms of, not having a mission being one of the biggest killers, killers biggest of business killers. businesses and I also think individuals like okay. a big part of this podcast is like the fact that okay Paul you, like, as, a, as a business person you know that a business has to have a mission when you set out and you start a business the first thing you do is understand what value is this business supposed to provide mm -hmm. but then I don't feel like as individuals especially in this new economy new world that we live in yeah. it's so. important for you to also have that yeah, mission as well like the same way you would start a business with your mission Individuals always have a mission. Generally, you know what's crazier? <coughs> Excuse me. That's when it comes to um, having a mission, even on an independent level, because you just maybe realize something. Because mm. you know how to code, don't you? Mm. The same way I know how to code. Mm. 
So what's going to differentiate between me and you? Theoretically, we are a, just a million set of pebbles on a beach. Mm. Like, all right, yeah, you're at this job today as a coder, but you're, if we just focus specifically on the hard skills, in a way you're theoretically easily replaceable mm. with another coder, right? Mm. Now, when you're connected with mission, that's when it's going to lead you to go the extra mile and then differentiate yourself. Mm. Like, okay, I'm a coder, but because of my mission and the impact I aim to have on people, I also have, let's say, code suite going on. Mm-hmm. I also release videos when I'm talking about code, inspiring people to get involved. So therefore, now that automatically makes me different from the next man. Yeah. You know what I mean? But until you do that, theoretically, you're just another pebble on the beach. And we all know everybody's unique anyways. Mm-hmm. So you just actually need to just discover that so that you can then become different from a pebble on the beach. Otherwise, you're easily replaceable. You're easily just another common person, another common brick on the wall, mm-hmm. which nobody wants to be like that. Everybody wants to manifest that, you know, I have something cool about me that people should pay attention to or look twice when they look at me. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah. And I, I think. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get more into this over the episodes mm. um, as, as we delve more into mission. But like, yeah, that's, that's, I love the fact that you mentioned uniqueness because I was, this is something I've been reading in um, Mastery by Robert Greene. This book, that book is kind of about finding your life's task, which to me is the same as mission. Okay, it's yeah, it's definitely, definitely, terms, definitely. But um, yeah, it's essentially that your mission is literally, is comes from what makes you unique. Makes you unique. So what, yeah, essentially what you're trying to do is find out <coughs> what makes you unique. What exactly, so you're saying... Oh, wow. Let's go finish doing what they do. Anyways, um, yeah, so your mission is what makes you unique. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, people need to understand the difference between you have a, a craft or a skill. Mm-hmm. For us, it's cool. For other people, it's art. You can paint. For other people, it's writing. You write very well. It could be literally anything. For other people, it's you playing music. Like, whatever it is, but the thing you have to realise is you're telling a story through that through skill. That. That's true. And the story... What, what story you tell will depend on what your mission is. And, and it's so different to everyone. It's different for everyone. It so depends different on to what, what is unique to you. Yeah. And I feel like that's what people miss as well. Yeah. Because when I got into coding, I knew I didn't want to just do coding. Like, I knew there's actually more I need to do. Yeah. Like, obviously, theoretically, right, you could say there's certain industries where it's more common to have a voice, right? Mm-hmm. For example, self-development or personal development. You hear a lot of online speakers, right? Now, obviously, I'm in coding. Theoretically, you could say it's maybe a lot less common maybe to hear somebody talking about things like what we're talking about mm-hmm. because of the background, but that's what's going to make me different to you or to my man over there, you know? So it's like, what impact do you actually want to have on people? Mm-hmm. Then it makes you go the extra 10 metres when maybe if you didn't think about your mission, you just be complacent. Mm-hmm. But that will only impact you negatively. And that's what people actually need to realise. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm also trying to do my best. It's not like I've arrived, mm-hmm. but... I feel like the idea, at least to have in the head, is so important for you to actually keep going. So, definitely. I mean, yeah. the vision comes first. The vision comes first before, anyways. So. Else, so. But as long as you can at least have the idea, then, yeah. oh, bro, you're set. Because yeah. if the mindset is right, there's nothing much that's really going to stop you. Mm-mm. Because you actually have the conviction in your head of where you should be. You know what I mean? It's not even about, oh, I'm already on six figures a month. But, like, even if your mindset already is geared towards the objective and it's actually set, Behind the right motivations, you're gonna get there either way. People always say it's mindset first, 
before you try aim for any certain goal. So yeah, literally, hundred percent impact. Yeah, that's how I see it. Man. It's, it's it's all in that vision first. You have the mission. You know where you, which direction you're going. You then create that vision of what you want to create, and then you use your skill, for example, code mm. to actually make that vision a reality. And um, oh, there's a really really good quote from a from a software engineer. Yeah. And he comp- I don't know the exact word, but I paraphrase. And it's like, um, basically, like, basically what I was saying before. So you have a skill, writing or coding, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but that skill is only as useful as what you have to say. That's what you have to say. So you about have anything, exactly. So if you don't have anything to say, <laughs> then and you're writing. Oh my days! It's just like, what can you do? The, what, and, <laughs> what do you do? Honestly, like? what actually makes you? Because the first time I heard a similar quote was kind of like in relation to degrees. Because mm-hmm. obviously that was back in first year of uni and it was actually a friend who told me that it was like wait hold on how many people are in this room in the lecture room was talking mm-hmm. and then I was like I looked around I was like roughly 200 250 and it was like wait hold on pay attention we're all going to graduate with the same degree from the same institution what is going to differentiate me from you when to apply for the same job that hit me ever that's since that's then that's a great one ever since then mm-hmm. my head was always just like I need to do more yeah. I actually do it's not just the degree I do or um the skills I've acquired, but what I'm going to do with those skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even like working at a corporate company, because um, you can also make impact there as well. Mm-hmm. You know, It's not just on an entrepreneurial journey, but it's what you're going to do with the skills you've acquired, for example. You know, what you're going to say about it, yeah. who you're going to help with it. You just impacts like that. So, yeah, man. Yeah, that's... Your friend is very wise because... Like when you did that, when you actually pay attention, it's scary. Even scary. You expand it even more. Like that's just your university, your mm-hmm. your your um your your course, your university. Well, just a degree your, in general. Exactly, right? a degree in general. But you think, what about? Because even when you go graduate, you're in the working world. You're not just competing with your league. You're competing with these people. You, and, that come after people you. that come after you as well. People abroad. You know, people abroad. Others, that's just your uni. There's other unis that are yeah. doing the same exact thing. Like it's it's mad. Like, it is. But now right. when you actually take the whole picture right? take the actual whole overview then it actually puts that stimulation in to do more mm-hmm. like, but I feel like people don't realise that because people are very self-centred as well mm-hmm. like oh, we've all fallen short to this definitely that you feel like oh I've now got into coding I'm definitely going to succeed or mm-hmm. I've now got into entrepreneurship I've got into cooking or da 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 I've got into this and the other I'm definitely going to make it mm-hmm. because you just assume that just because it's you you're going to make it <laughs> you know what I mean but yeah. like you actually need to realise that there's seven billion people in the whole world just understand that then realize that it's not you're not the only one who's gaining that skill right there exactly. so it's more it's beyond that exactly that's when we then start talking about what mission do you have exactly. with that exactly. skill and all of that stuff and, so, and that's literally it like so the, your skill set isn't what's going to differentiate you at the end of the day like what i say it's your mission is what makes you unique that's that's what's going to separate you that's so true. That's, if, if you are looking to separate yourself and do something different mm. then you need to know what you want to do. Like, you need to know what direction you're going in. And I think that comes down to, to what makes you unique. To expand on that, what does make you unique, I feel, I think, starting at what are you what are you good at more than, not, than the average person? What are you more interested in than the average person? I feel like those are two key questions for you to start with. Like, just using that in your daily life, just keep in track of those questions just to see, mm-hmm. like, um, just to see 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, keeping track of those questions, just making sure that you're you're looking and paying attention to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, to see when is it that you're the most energized, when is it the most interested, when are you the the you realize you're actually good at something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, like for you, when did you realize for what 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 is it for you? Mm-hmm. What do you think you're good at, and what do you, what are you most interested in? Well, for me, definitely, I say. I think I'm good at coding, or fairly competent, um, relatively, let's say. Um, and I feel like that's something which I can do for hours on end and struggle on it even and still enjoy it. And I always use that as a good metric. If you can do something and struggle with it, but still enjoy it, that's yours. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because like, there's a lot of people on my course that, that drop out. Like, we've got <clears> quite a high dropout rate. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that means when it got hard for you, you didn't have that additional... Um, attachment to it to make you keep going with it. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't know a better analogy. Let's say you're in a marriage, right? And then obviously you love the other person. Now, because of that love, even when things get hard, you're still gonna stick through it. You understand? Like you're not just gonna you're out of the door straight away on the first mistake. No, you're not it's not like that. So even with this as well, when you can actually find your connection with a craft yeah and when it gets hard, you still enjoy it. Even in them low rough times there then it's yours, definitely, it's yours. And I really like the aspect of being able to invent and create things out of thin air. Mm. And that's how I see coding. So I feel like that's a really cool concept. And I just try and go along with it the best I can. And, you know, where I can develop platforms that have that kind of impact. So coding, definitely for me. Mm. Yeah, coding okay. And then is there anything else like, um, I guess one of the questions I was going to ask you was, if, if you could do anything outside of coding, yeah. what would it be? I don't really know. I can't lie to you. Really? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Because when I think about, again, that impact of, um, or that, that, that idea that when it gets hard, am I going to enjoy it still? Mm. Like, there's so many cool things you could get into, let's say properly. From, it really looks amazing. I can't lie. You want to quit to that. It's cool. But I feel like when things get rough, and I'm waking up, tenants are causing me headaches, <laughs> and then people are not yeah, paying bills. Yeah. Am I going to enjoy it then? Yeah. Like, then I tell myself, probably not. And I'll probably give up, who knows? Because it's just mm-hmm. not something I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, in all dead honesty, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do if I was for coding. That's I really don't know. That's not, but it can be stuff that isn't like um, an industry or. A I thought like I'd still be in entrepreneurship, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'd yeah, still yeah. be in entrepreneurship. Like that. Yeah, but yeah. I just don't know where. I just don't know where, where it would be. Yeah, not, not that I wouldn't keep doing that. I'd still aim to have a business of some sort. I just don't know where. No, 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 no that's, that's, that's fair enough. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, life is a journey. You're going to figure it out as you go along. How old are you? I'm 20. 20, yeah. Well, Because don't get me wrong as well, because obviously I love coding and obviously I have clients who I mentor and teach, mm. but I hate teaching. You understand? <laughs> I hate teaching. Really? But it's because of the coding aspect that I'm actually, okay, okay. I actually su- su- suddenly like it. Oh. But I hate teaching. Like, I don't want to have to spend a certain amount of hours of my day explaining myself over and over again. Again, I get a new client. I have to explain the same concept again. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not fun. Mm-hmm. But because coding is involved in it, I then love it. Yeah. That's what I knew was for me. Yeah. But, Exactly. But in all honesty, I really don't know what it'd be without coding. I, I see that, and that's the thing. Like, somebody's going to be watching this, and they're going to say, like, what's he talking about? Because yeah. to them, it's going to be like, I would love to do that, the, mm. the teacher thing over and over again. Like, there's people that are... There's oh. people that are like that. Don't get me wrong. Exactly. Everybody to their own, right? I think just for me personally, um, I don't really I don't really have a strong attachment maybe to teaching the way maybe others might. Yeah. But the coding aspects of it, I can sit there, like, one client I had, 
that is based in Texas, mm. right? So even the time zone is mad. But I'd be hopping on calls him at 9 p.m., 8, 9 p.m. That's that's outside office hours. Mm. But I'm doing it because of the coding aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm even hopping on with energy, mm. with joy to hear it from him again. How's, how's that coding task which I gave you? Or do you need help with it? All right, let's go through it together. Two hours has gone, you didn't even notice. Because mm. you, you understand that aspect what you love. But yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's a it's an important point to realize that even if you're on a even if you're on a mission, let's say your mission is for you to like, I guess, do stuff with code, educate code, or spread awareness about about coding and help people gain the skill. Mm. Like you may still have to do things that you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily enjoy. Do that's true because it's it's just part of it. But because the main thing. You, you, you love that that's your passion yeah it kind of spreads over everything else yeah, and, that's and true. kind of no. makes it all right even in the, in the time when it's like yeah. oh, this is not really the best part yeah yeah no that's very very true to be honest um that's why it's so important to do what you love For if you don't do what you love boy you're gonna struggle man i can't lie and obviously um obviously certain people you could say are in maybe more fortunate opportunities to do what they love you could you could argue um but it is so important to find what actually is for you is. and then go with it because trust me, you won't feel like you're working. Like I'm here on a podcast talking about this and then I'm going to get up to some of the other stuff which I still need to do today. But it's, it doesn't feel like work. Mm. Like, it just feels like, you know, I'm just <clears throat> going about my day enjoying myself, yeah. you know. But in reality, this is technically work, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it I'm is. doing what I need yeah. to do for my business to, let's say, more people to be aware of, for example, or to inspire more people about having a mission or that in a way is work, right? But because I do what I love and because it is what I love, it doesn't feel like work yeah. in a way. So I'm so glad yeah I've had you and Austin, Austin the first episode as well. And both of you uh, <laughs> said that yeah that you love what you do. Yeah. And like you're doing yeah, shout out to Austin as well. Yeah shout out to Austin I spoke to him recently as well. And okay. it's just like, whoa, I'm glad because I feel like a lot of people like one of the I want to talk to you as well to to showcase that you can love what you do. You actually you can love your work. Because I think a lot of people don't believe that. Not a lot of people, because maybe they haven't found it out yet. Yeah. But believe me, like if nobody's told you, let me be the first person to tell you that you can actually love what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I was going to ask you as well about your, your mm-hmm. inspirations and influences, because I feel like whenever you're talking about a mission, like you, your mission doesn't ever come from like, um, it doesn't come from like, like mm-hmm. obviously there That's was true. something that inspires you or motivated you in the first place to find mm-hmm. that thing. So for you, what are the major influences um, I think find your mission? My main um, inspiration was definitely the flawed perspective which I could see people had towards coding as well. Because mm. um, more often than not, when you talk about code, surprisingly, I actually messaged one of my boys the other day because he saw one of my stories and I was like, oh, bro, what do you do? And I was like, oh yeah, I run a coding business. And I was like, what's code? He said, what's code? He said, what's code? Oh. And not only that, people who do have a rough idea of what code is, they think it's just a bunch of zeros and ones, which mm-hmm. is not. <clears throat> so for those um, that I've seen my tagline, is inspiring your first line of code. So the idea is after hearing me talk about it, you're going to realize, oh, code isn't actually what I thought it was. It's actually this, and you can even do this, this, and this with it. That's what I'm being, I'm trying to be that motivation. And then you're going to just steam ahead on your own journey. Like last week, I released a video about what's been going on in Ukraine. <clears throat> and I spoke about the influence which code had on it. Because obviously, through coding languages like Solidity, you can make NFTs. Now, an NFT was actually developed for humanitarian aid to support everybody who's in Ukraine. Released about a million dollars within 30 seconds of its launch. 
nobody knows that code can do that till I start like actually raising awareness mm-hmm. into the world. Look at where code has actually <clears throat> had its pivotal impact on a key issue that's been going on in the world right now. You know, so people actually, I feel like, don't realize the potential and what you can really do with what you know code is actually about. So I'm trying to be that person to actually open your eyes. Mm. One of my other posts, I again put changing the narrative. That's my slogan. That is actually my slogan. Like I'm actually trying to change the way you look at code and technology. See it more as a tool to solve problems. Any problem as well. I said there's not one industry you can name where code cannot be involved in. The kitchen industry where they sell, I don't know, ornaments for the... Somehow code can be involved in there. You can develop the next global-scale multinational app that advertises, let's say, different utensils and da-da-da-da for your kitchen or whatever. It can be a bestseller. A good example is Uber. It came to solve a problem with taxis. Now, you can see Uber's literally... Uber could have got, you know, all of us here easily. Like, you actually need to realise what code can do and how you can get involved in it. But that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Change your perspective, change the narrative, change your mindset towards it and actually see it in a more wider scale of what it can really do. Yeah, that's, that's, that was my motivation because I feel like I never received that when code was first presented to me. So I'm trying to be what I never received mm. in a way. So, yeah, that's yeah. how it is. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very important still. Um, yeah, so you said your boy never heard of code. Yeah, never heard of code, that's, believe it or not. Yeah, that's interesting. But the thing is, we think that people know about code because we're in the industry. Yeah, I was about to say, sometimes you're in a bubble, isn't it? You're in a bubble, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you actually realise, realize, come out of that bubble and actually yeah. behave as if nobody knows. Mm. And then you even realise, because people start responding. Like, I haven't got many followers on Instagram right now. I've got about 300 and something. But the reels I post still hit around about four to 5K views. Why? Because it's actually content which, whoa, this is actually something I didn't know. You know, then I actually realise this is actually important to talk about. So I was just done. I just thought, now we're going to keep going. We're not going to stop. So yeah, yeah. But it's like we was talking. About, we were talking about your your interest in piano, which he did. A, he failed to mention. <laughs> but yeah, um, his interest in piano that um, that's another interest that he has, and it's just yeah. like I feel as though sometimes it's like you have an interest, but you don't realise that. Even being like a small amount of interest in something is probably mm-hmm. more than the majority of the other people in the world. That's true. And I feel, I think <coughs> anything you have an interest in more than other people and you have a skill that's better than other people, mm-hmm. that is something that you can, you can, you still, can do something. You can still that. do something. That's exactly. very, very true. That's very, very true. So I think um, when, I, when I always ask that question, like if you're trying to find your mission, what makes you unique, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. it's like when you're answering that question, what, what am I interested in? It's not mm. what are you like super interested super in that like, you're like the most interested person in the whole world. Willing to be but it's like, exactly. Yeah. It's like, what are you like incrementally more than the average person? That's very true actually. Interested in. And that's true. Like in a way, yeah, you're right. Like, I could maybe make another venture I'm teaching people piano, for example, yeah. or, you know, translating scripts for a fee, um, you know, the music notes and stuff. Yeah. For example, um, you know, so yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Yeah, that there's always a way you can because you can monetize anything. You know, pretty much. You can't. There's not it one is. thing you can't monetize because exactly. social media is just there. Once you just mark it out there, people are gonna respond. Find a way to monetize that audience. Mm-hmm. You're good. Exactly. So and th- there's always a way. That's what we're trying. That's what I'm trying to do. This podcast. At, at the end of the day, like when I had Austin on the same, we were talking about the same thing. Like mm-hmm. he he even put it like he was talking about like 
if you wanted to talk about curtains, you can make money. You can talk about curtains. And you can. You literally can build a whole community around curtains, bro. If you wanted to. If you yeah, wanted to. Where does a wall, does a way. Exactly. That's what we're talking about. Like, at the end of the day, this is about, look, you don't. You have to, like, you can be connected to your work. You can enjoy your work. That's the whole point. Like, now, nowadays, like, it's just like, you don't have to settle for the the job you hate. Nah, I, no, no, I hate it. It nah, burns no, me so much. Like, it's hard, you know. It's actually I, sad. I hate seeing it. Yeah, that's true. It's so normalized that people hate their jobs and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I really just don't like that, and I'm just mm. that's what I'm trying to just help. But it's scary see though that because it, there's a whole option. Because seeing people in that situation actually shows that it could have been you. Mm. Could have been you, you know. So because yeah. even saying because even a standard statement, do what you love. In a way, you could argue that you know maybe it's like dependent on a few things, but. Still, like there, there is a way. Like with social media now, in a way, there is no excuse to not do what you love because even if you're at a job, you're at a job which you hate. You can build a community online yeah. that you can then monetize and then allow you to quit the job you hate. So, I think maybe thirty years ago, you could easily live up until eighty doing a job you hate. But now, it's a lot more easy to actually break free from that bubble yeah, exactly. and do what you love. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's okay. So if you want to, if you believe you can do it. Mm. And yeah, give yourself enough time for it for you to make it happen. But I feel like Loki, like you have a responsibility now. Like mm-hmm. as much as I understand that there are circumstances in your life which might prevent you from doing certain things, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Like it doesn't have to be straight away. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that tomorrow you should go quit your job no, and no, no, start no, going no. to Never do, do children's parties no, or whatever it is no. that you're interested in doing. But like take time and obviously eventually discover what's for you. Yeah, discover what's for you. Discover what's for you and eventually it'll work out. Mm-hmm. But um <clears throat> Yeah, because like we were, like that's why I asked the videographer who's here with us, like how long he's been doing it for. Because I think people also don't deep sometimes. Like, it just takes time. It just, just takes time to, yeah. to materialize. It's not it's not even that. Mm. Um, but yeah. So then, in terms of people, mm. because that like we're saying like people might be out here thinking, okay, cool, that sounds all well and good, but I don't know what I'm interested in. Mm. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know this, that, and the third. So I'm just trying to get to the root of what is it that sparked that interest in you like was were there individuals <clears throat> or people that you you can look back and say okay cool this is where i kind of got my interest from for coding yeah okay mm-hmm. whatever you're, you're interested mm-hmm. in yeah for me particularly when it comes to coding it was actually my dad because um and his story is quite um was actually more inspiring for me as well because he landed in uk in 1998 and he started actually as a cleaner at sainsbury's I was a data scientist. So that whole journey already in itself was yeah. like, whoa, this guy actually. And he always tells me and my siblings that if I can come from Africa and do that, you lot should be doing bits because you lot are born here. You're basically given education and fed it on a spoon and silver platter. So it's like, wow. And when he got into data science, um, he then spoke to me about code. But now the way he spoke about code to me is what made me have an even stronger urge to want to get into it because in a way we were kind of doing code already at school but the way it was presented I never really developed an attachment but he always presented code as if it's like magic like you can actually create something out of thin air and you can literally because code in a way can work for you through automation mm-hmm. you understand now he basically brought those concepts down and then basically summarized it in a way that you can actually make code work for you like there was manual tr- manual processes he had at work it could take days but through code, seconds, workflows are done and processed. Now, when he's explaining all of these, like, all of these things which are going on and, and how he's able to change systems at work, 
it's like, whoa, I can actually have transformational impacts, mm. you know, through learning this skill. So then I got more into it and involved in it. I really did see that coding really is an amazing lucrative school to learn, you know. Now, obviously, it's easy to be biased just because, oh, you're in that industry. So obviously, you'd say that. But honestly, coding is an amazing skill to learn. Like, and I've seen the coding pays. Coding really does pay because everybody needs a website. That's one. Everybody wants a mobile app, you know. That's another one. So one way or another, coding generally is a lucrative school, which I've seen, like, for me as well, when it was presented to me. And because of the way my dad presented it to me, that's what made me want to carry on that trend of way of displaying it to other people as well mm. and making them want to actually see a different side to it. So, yeah, yes, yeah. that's, that's, that's why. Yeah. I say it's my dad, really. Cool. So we we'll definitely focus on application and rap. So I guess, so you, I think, so you're saying it's, it's coming from seeing the application. Yeah. And seeing what it can actually what do. What it can actually do that sparked the interest, yeah. Yeah. I guess my dad is kind of like the person who actually brought awareness to me about it because school didn't really do much and everybody knows that school doesn't really show you the skills which can make lifelong impacts all the time yeah like obviously there's the traditional syllabus like english and maths which you do need though don't get me wrong mm -hmm. but the skills like let's say coding not every school learn about that maybe we'll talk about investing or yeah. you know all of these things which can actually have a really big impact on you as a person and people around you it's not always in school mm -hmm. so yeah i guess that's where people ask come along to try and share awareness and stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, people always do say that, like, um, the skills we don't learn at school. And there's a lot that we don't learn at school, but um, that's true. school is also a funny time because not everyone is paying attention in no school. Paying attention <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes people aren't even serious in school. So it's like, true. sometimes some lessons have to be like, oh, at, so that's after school. That's, that's and true. That's like so great. Yeah, exactly. Like, but we're in the information age. That's exactly, what people yeah. say. So it's a lot more easy to gain access to the information you do need to know. Yeah. So... Exactly, and a career is a long time at any day. You're going to be working for, you know, however long, for, for your working age, like whatever it is. But um, there's a lot of time to pick up information, and like you're trying to do, you're trying to, you know, spread information and awareness about about um, about coding and what it can do for you. So um, I think yeah, there's there's a lot of time to pick up. There's a lot of time. Stuff up, isn't it? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of time. Majority of this audience is very young as well. Yeah, so exactly. Um, bearing that in mind. You have a lot of time to basically figure out your craft and figure out what you love to do. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's also interesting you see that um I think there's like we took our mission, but I think there's also craft, like there's also <coughs> code as in just a craft. Like mm -hmm. and as we're saying, like you might it might not be coding. We're just talking about coding yeah. because you, that's what just correct. does, like and that's yeah. and that, that's just the topic of today's conversation, but your craft could be anything, any kind of yeah. skill that you want to get. Yeah, because yeah. you actually have to master your craft first. Yeah. Like, oh, and obviously there's that book, Atomic Habits, you must have yeah. heard about it from James Clear. It's funny because I never read the book, but a statement in that book, which I saw in a YouTube video, yeah. left wavelengths in my ribs. Yeah. I was watching a video, right? Completely unrelated as well. And then the guy on the YouTube video then panned it to a quote from his book and he said, um, amateurs wait for motivation to get things done. But professionals do on a strict schedule. Mm. When I heard that quote, I realized, whoa, I actually need to master my coding skill. Because at that time, when I watched that video, it was, I think, beginning of 2020 or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Now, at that point, I was still in first year of uni. I hadn't properly taken coding seriously yet. 
So it was like, I actually need to master my craft first if I want to make something out of this. Then I started putting systems in place to code every single day for mm -hmm. a set amount of hours. And then, based off of that craft, when I've learned it properly and settled it down, then I can start thinking about how I can extend it through on a mission level now. Mm, actually having impact exactly. on people yeah yeah so definitely craft comes first mastering yeah. that before yeah you know your mission but yeah i think the mission can dictate what craft you pick up oh definitely that's true it's flexible but yeah like that's that's an amazing point because i like that point as well but it's, uh, it's about deliberate practice the fact mm -hmm. you're saying that okay cool when you decided you wanted to, to do that it was about putting the systems in place to be able to, to code every day you can definitely have i think or maybe i might have worded it in a weird way like you can definitely have a mission before you learn the craft yeah but you need to learn the craft competently enough to, for your mission to have impact yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. real impact let me put it that way that's what i mean to say yeah but exactly yeah each to their own whatever craft it might be just make sure you master it mm. and then you're gonna have a real audience behind you because you know what you're talking about you're not just a parrot you know, repeating nonsense that like you actually know what you're talking about. Exactly. You can get X, Y, Z done if I ask mm. for X, Y, Z to be done. Exactly. exactly. That then lies into credibility. And when you're credible, wow, people believe in you. People believe in what they see there. Yeah. So. We was, I was having this conversation with Philip last, <clears throat> last episode as well. <clears throat> and yeah, he, he was literally talking about, we were talking about this, that there is, in today's age of social media, the only problem, the problem that's arised is that you have some people who are just image yeah. and there's no substance. No substance. Yeah. And then there's some people who also are substance, but they, they're not doing enough of the image. They're not to display. So they're not oh, to display. That's, that's, that's so true. And when he said that, yeah, I was like, wow, that's, so that's like, it's so true. Like, because you have a lot of people out here who are talking code and preaching code, yeah. but let's say you give them a task to go and create a website, would they actually yeah. be able to bring you back something that actually works? Mm -hmm. You know? And there's a lot of people who are really good at what they do, but because they're not putting themselves yeah, out there. Oh my goodness. Nobody can see Everybody that. actually has a story to tell. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You shouldn't, oh, yeah. shouldn't um, sell yourself short. Yeah. And in this day and age, you kind of need to work on both, right? Mm -hmm. And you're, you're kind of getting into that kind of side of things where you're putting your yourself out there, your work out there, mm -hmm. and showing, like, <clears throat> yeah, showing through codes, I guess, your expertise. Mm -hmm. and actually, That's that kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think. Um, actually putting my face behind the brand makes people believe it more because it's like they actually see a person behind it so they can develop a connection towards me. Like it's funny because um, one of the reels I posted on Instagram, someone commented and it was like, um, your voice makes the reel more powerful than it really is. Because mm -hmm. in reality, what I'm saying isn't a lot so sometimes, but just because I'm saying it and they can see my face and my expressions, they just develop a connection to it naturally. Now, that's like the added impact to the information I'm selling out there. So, I definitely think there's a huge effect of putting yourself out there. Because, yeah, and, and it can get to a point where you build your audience so strong, you can literally come out and say, the sky is blue, people faint. You know what I mean? People just faint. Because it's like, you've actually built your audience so far, it's like, you put your, yourself out there so much, people believe in you. Mm. You can just say anything and people just... <laughs> it's nuts, you know, but it's, it's true, true, you know. That's funny, it's so yeah, true. It's true. It's, yeah. true. it's true. It's true. And I guess that, but that comes with responsibility as well. Not to just be chatting rubbish when you have a platform as well. It? But it's very, very true, though. Like, that's, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, um, literally. But yeah, then, then quickly back to what, <coughs> what we were talking about before, though, about the craft stuff. So it's like, when you have a craft and you're, like, as we're talking about code, for example, well, I was going to say that 
code is just one craft. There's so many other things that you could do in the world. If code is code is for you and you think that you can, that that's what you want to do, then one hundred percent go for it. It's not by force. If there's other things out there, yeah, yeah, like don't get, don't get the wrong picture. Like there's so many crafts out there you can explore. Exactly. It's just about it's the importance is mainly having a mission connected to that afterwards. Exactly. Well. exactly. So that things don't die when you start them. Yeah. Because yeah. when you start something and something dies, it does discourage you. You're a human being. It really does discourage you. Yeah. But when the because at the same time life happens. But when there is a mission, you do feel like, no, let me pick this up again. Let's yeah. go again, let's go again. Yeah. That's the gravity. More than the skill you learn. The skill you learn can be anything, but it's the impact you want to have on people. That's more, more yeah. important. For I love that. You know this is about mission and impact story, exactly. It's the impact that you're going to have with that thing in it. It's, it's, it's the why behind why you're doing it, right? Mm -hmm. So if it is, like learning piano, for example, it's like maybe you want to play specific songs like, and you want to be able to do that to entertain people. That's your why right there. If it's yeah, what's your why basically? Yeah, what's what your why in it? Like, is it is it um if you're cooking like you want you want to see that expression on people's face when you know you make that meal food exactly when you eat your food and then that's why you practice cooking every single, every day, single day or you're doing that really really frequently. Or if it's writing, you want to you know spread ideas with your with your writing to the dirt and you're you're doing that and you're practicing your writing every single day so. Mm -hmm. I feel like yeah, like, and it's crazy because that's what will keep you consistent yeah. when you're building your craft. It's the end goal. Mm -hmm. Wow, you just clicked right there. Literally the end goal. <laughs> that's what will keep you cooking every day or writing exactly. every day. Yeah. It's literally where you know it could link, it could where it could lead to. Exactly. So, oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying, man. It's all about that impact, and I like what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. Like outside of just doing your your job and doing your work, you have to see. It. I want people to see it more as like. You're connecting with people. You're, you're helping people. There's somebody at the end of what you're doing. Somebody that you're helping. And if you can picture that person, a picture, and understand the value providing to that person, like that will find you like, to do even more, to go even harder. Generally, like even like through this podcast, right? Then maybe someone DMs you one day and tells you, "Bro, after watching your podcast episodes, my mindset changed." That already, you know, so somebody you don't even know is now connected to you because of something you did. Exactly. That for me is insane. It's insane, bro. It's actually it's insane. insane. So, when you think about it, and that's obviously going to be the drive to keep going as well. So, Definitely. yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So then, yeah, so Code so Speed, so on this topic, Code Speed, how have you been able to impact people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the first um, way is obviously first the mindset, because we also do school projects as well. Mm. Now, I've gone in a couple of schools. We've done three schools so far. We're hoping to do a sixth form college soon, actually. Hopefully this month, if not April. But... I've done two secondary, three secondary schools. Two was in person, one was virtual. Now it's the mindset which I actually see the people I'm, you know, teaching, the way it changes. Not even just towards code necessarily, but just the impact you can actually have as a person, you know, because um, it's, it's weird how we do our sessions because we do a lot of different stuff. But like, one, I was doing a soft skill session actually, believe it or not. Because obviously when it comes to um, learning how to code the hard skill, there's obviously the soft skills that need to be coupled with it. For example, self-confidence um, and stuff like that. Um, now, we're doing a soft skill workshop. And then, because obviously I was, that particular day I was with specifically ethnic minority kids. Now, it's a common, if I could say, aura or maybe a common thing to kind of think, oh, because you're black, right? To make it out in this world, you kind of need to maybe dilute the blackness in you mm. um, to make it, right? Mm. Now, in that session, 
I kind of made them see that you actually need to use your blackness to your advantage, actually. Like, for example, because I'm black and maybe my ethnic, let's say, orientation maybe causes certain characteristics in me to be a certain way. Yeah, but yeah. use it to your advantage, actually. Then I connected that with code as well and how you can, again, have impact and da 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 And you actually see at the end of the session, the kids are actually more lit up and bright up towards what they can actually do for the world. For me, bro, I didn't even know them kids. Now to actually think that at the end of a session, they can be motivated in themselves and stimulated to go and challenge stigmas because of me, wow. Now that's obviously one way. And then obviously there's my online sessions I do with clients. Trying to, right now we're trying to onboard most of them into jobs. So getting them opportunities and stuff. One of my most recent ones, all I did was actually just change his CV, but he managed to get a data analyst role, believe it or not. And he's now starting to grow his way up. But the main idea is just mindset, bro. That is actually the way you think. Because if your mindset is in the right place, I don't even need to mentor you anymore. Because you're going to go on your own journey. As long as I can just change the way you see things, wow, that's enough. Then you're on your way. And a lot of the time, a lot of the impacts I've seen first before when it's getting that role or learning the skill and being able to apply it was first the mindset I changed. And I always think that I'm only 20 years old. So when I connect that together, it's actually a really like motivational thing to think about. So yeah. No, yeah, that's mindset. amazing. That's amazing, that's amazing. It's, it's, it's cool as well that, that because you're doing it in schools, you're seeing the impact you're making mm -hmm. firsthand. And I feel sometimes like with your work, it can be a bit, you can be a bit detached from like the actual impact you're, you're having on people. Yeah. I feel that can sometimes make you feel like discouraged, especially discouraged. Like with social media when you're not getting the numbers like oh, 30 views, 40 views it can make you feel like maybe it's not that good but I always take it this way um, if at least one person can at least like that post I've done something yeah. I've done something like obviously we would naturally in our human perception like a million likes 10 million views right but if at least one person liked it it means they found something insightful you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. One like is enough, bro. Obviously, we want more, but one like actually means somebody clicked on that post and left with something. That's enough. That's enough. Because one person standing here and telling you how much they've impacted you would make you go home happy, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that like, theoretically, is a way of them telling you that you've actually added value to me, in a way. Obviously, you get the idea, like the concept, yeah, yeah, in yeah. a rough way. Exactly. Yeah. No, definitely. So, definitely. Yeah. And I think that's, that's such a powerful message. You, like the fact that you can and I, I, I really appreciate you saying that to be honest because it's just like it's yeah because even for me like sitting here just like with the content you put out sometimes you put pressure on yourself to like, to hit them numbers to right. those numbers and it's just yeah. like when you deep it like if you can just help one person because that done and again think about it think about that one person now coming in the room and telling you that post you did did this this and this for you now that converts to just one like now you're angry at the number we haven't seen the way you left the person after they saw that post. Mm. So if you exactly. think about it that way, then your idea changes completely. Oh, and it's the knock-on effect. Knock-on well. effect as well. Exactly. Yeah. You think you impacted that one person, but then that person's now had a change of mind, or a change of mind. Who knows where he's going off exactly. Who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? Yeah. That thing that you've given them, like, then how many other people have impacted just through that one interaction? So, but when you deep it, it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, it's quite, it's quite nuts, isn't it? When you actually like, properly like, settle it down in your head, it's quite crazy. But yeah, yeah, man, that's what it is, really. Time on these things is so mad quick. This one looks up because I have not asked. Yeah, actually, <clears throat> this is probably be a final topic we talk about, but it's, it's, it's on top of what we've been talking about. Mm. 
actually a from what I've been the book I've been reading this week is called Grit by Angela Angela Duckworth. Um, let me get the thing to quote up. But yeah, I read it. And it's, it's 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 funny, man, because you said you said it in like so many words, but essentially the book is about like the the factors behind success in general. So she uses examples from like the military, um, from school, from different walks of life. What are the things that make people successful? That make people successful, and she can't come to the conclusion that it's it's um, it's something called grit. And grit is a mixture of passion and perseverance. And mm-hmm. essentially, that's what we've been talking about. The passion side of things is like. Um, mission. So the why you're doing, the, the why behind what you're doing, um, the interest you have in something, and then the perseverance part is basically: do you overcome challenges? Do you do you when, when it gets hard? When it gets hard, are you gonna still push through still and love it? Do, and love what you're doing. And like that's essentially what she she finds is the key to success. Right. She says it's not talent, it's not natural ability. Uh, it's that. Right? It really isn't talent or natural. Trust me, you can develop a skill. And have impact. Trust me, believe me. I had no talent, bro, before Kodak. <laughs> I promise you. That's very hard. Yeah, I, I really didn't have anything going for me. I can't, I can't lie. So you can develop your your impact into this. Trust me, bro. I'm the first witness to tell you that you can. Trust me. Yeah. You, you don't need talent. No nothing. You don't need to be born with some special. Nah, nah. nah, nah. No, I used to think that you had to. Yeah. Like, and I feel like because obviously with the way schools run. You know, exams and assessments, it's like, oh, the highest person, oh, yeah, he's naturally smart at maths and da 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 da. So you can kind of feel like, oh, I'm definitely not going to make it because I'm, let's say, not good at maths or mm. maybe I'm this standard of, maybe I'm not a confident person. But all of these things, you can get better at it. Yeah. And you can just pick up that skill that can, mm. you don't need no natural. <laughs> you can develop these things, trust me. You can. You, you can. actually can. And that was literally her point in the book, it was that she was even looking at maths students. And she said that it was that the, the students who were naturally the best at maths weren't necessarily the best performers in the class. You understand? Because it was actually the students who would get things wrong and they would come back and figure it out. Maybe, you know what? I think for me, curiosity, being inquisitive and being willing to try things again when it goes wrong, you're definitely going to make it. Because then it's like, it's your actual mindset mm. that's right. And then you're going to definitely, as long as you just, you know, use your resources to your advantage, yeah. you're definitely going to make it somehow. Definitely, it's, it's the mindset, man. As long as you're improving, as long as you're improving, one percent every day. And I always say that, like, is there anything you could have started one year ago that you thank yourself for today? Yeah, yeah. If not, start now then. Yeah, just start now. Exactly, and it's just crazy the progress you can make in a year if you're consistent and dedicated towards something. Is insane. You can actually thank yourself yeah. for starting that one thing and going. I feel like you always will, though. You I always feel like anything yeah. you can really start, and in a year's time, we're gonna be like, oh, you'll like, be complaining. Like, what are them guys that bought BTC 10 years ago? You think they're complaining? No. They're living life lavishly. Exactly. Because they started at some point and let it compound. So. Exactly. And even if the thing doesn't work out, at the end of the day, there's always something you'll take away that you wouldn't have gained if you didn't do it in the first place. Sure. So, is that, you know, in whatever you're trying to achieve, whatever you're trying, whatever you're trying to, your goal is have that direction, have that mission, and then persevere when the challenges come, like, because they will. But what's going, to se- what's going to separate you from everyone else is the fact that you stuck in there longer than everyone else. That's very true. Like, you'd be surprised that, like, because even for coding, it's like, it's like, it's mad because if you go into a course on YouTube, for example, the first course, 
will we'll have like 500,000 views. I can guarantee you the last course of that oh, series that's so will have 20,000 views. That is so true. <laughs> because most wow. people don't make they don't it keep the it going. They don't make it I never even thought about it that way. It's nuts. But I never even thought about it that way. Half of the challenge is just staying. Wow. It's just staying in the game. It's so strange, you know. I promise you. That. Why is that? That's oh. a, I just think that. Like, Why is that not a static number coherent across all the videos? I'm because it just drops and drops and drops. You will see that the first course will have 100,000 Or any course, to be honest. Any course, any course. Any course, course. whatever it is. But like, because a lot of people might start the course, but do you know why you're doing it? Yeah. Is there a reason why you're doing it that you're going to end up? You know where you're going to that. Wow. Yeah. So even just that is, is a mad thing, but yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's kind of wraps up, wraps up what mm. we're discussing today. So, mm. yeah. Is that yeah? We should leave that at that. Yeah, no worries, man. Now nah, I think um, it's just so important as we're talking to do what you love. Love what you do. And you'll definitely stay committed if you do love what you do. Yeah, and you'll never die. And you have a story to tell. Always, like, everybody's a story writer somehow. So how are you going to tell that story? And through witchcraft, it's selective to you. You just stick to it. And uh, you'll be surprised at how you get back to the end of that. That's what everybody needs to actually adopt in their mind. Then yeah. they won't quit whatever they're doing. If everybody who's watching this video here actually realizes that from what I'm learning, I can actually cause an impact to people as well, they won't quit. And if they, as long as they love what they do, they won't quit. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Like I said, the lack of mission is the is the biggest it's, measure. It's killer, man. So. That's beautiful.